Welcome to the Paisons Podcast. We're your hosts, the brothers from other mothers, Dante, Dave, and Sark. Join us as we talk about current events, our wives, kids, or whatever else life is throwing at us this week. With the Paisons, you're with family. (laughs) That's too funny, man. That's too funny. Well, I'll tell you what, man. While you guys were having a grand old time at the bachelor party, I was nursing a catheter for like five days straight from my um, surgery on Thursday. Um, <laughs> here's a little bit. I got to tell you guys about this. So <laughs> had the surgery Thursday. Went great. Like really went great. I mean, I was nervous or whatever, but it went great. Yeah. W- wake up. They have a catheter in you and not you, but me, but <laughs> you know, got, got a catheter and attached to the catheter is like, let's imagine a, like a, like a, um, I want to say a converter, but it's almost like a, imagine that you have like a three prong, like you have three prongs here and then you have one prong here. So imagine this prong is going into me. Okay. It feels like it's about this thick as it is, by the way. <laughs> but this, like, okay. But then outwardly there's like three prongs. Okay. You have one that's connected to a bag that's like got a long tube attached to it. That's got a bag that's collecting your urine. There's another one that's connected with some sort of an interesting tip to it where they they have a special thing that they put on it that inflates a little bubble at the at the end of the catheter, which is how it stays in your bladder. Mm-hmm. And then they have another tube, which is just like another an, another opening. And when you wake up, they're flushing water in, like saline through that opening and then draining out of the other opening. So you're like, they're putting yeah. saline into you yeah. through that same... All right. So long story short, like once you pass a certain amount of, like once you, once you pass a certain amount of blood, they're basically like, okay, you're good to go. We're going to send you home. You go home. So they detach the input. So they're stopped putting anything in and you basically just, now you just have this bag and then you have this, so you got these, but they keep this thing attached. So you have this, it's almost like you're attached to this adapter. So this is the word I was looking for. And then they, they attach this thing to your leg. It's like an adhesive mm-hmm. adhesive pad like this big. And it has in the middle of it like a little snap enclosure that rotates. And they actually attach that adapter to that piece on your leg. Mm-hmm. And the purpose of that is to give you slack between where it's held and yourself. Because what you don't want is yeah. to, for that thing to get pulled, right? So it – okay. So you have that – so I clip, they clip that thing on, and then you have – two dangling pieces. And then you have the third one, which is attached to the bag. That's basically what you have to live with for five days, Uh Uh. five days. That's what I had. And I'll tell you, man, waking up with the catheter already in is not, I mean, it's obviously not having to have it put in is great because having it put in is not fun. Um, but it feels weird. And any guy listening, if you've ever, you know, you're walking and let's say, things shift this way or that if i'm gonna get a little graphic but if your opening if your your urethra opening is like not and you get a little scrape on one edge like every guy goes yeah you're both going you know what that feeling is we've all had it you just turn on your underwear right well like that's kind of a constant feeling because oh this thing is like 
inside you the whole time you're like walking around. So you get up and you move. And every time your body shifts a bit, you get that like sensation. It's like, oh man, you know, you're also not like actively oh, peeing. So you're just like hanging out. And then every now and again, you're like, I need to like, I feel like I need to pee, but you, you can't open or close. Like the, it, everything you would open or close, it's all held open by the, by the tube. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So very weird sensations over the course of a few days. Most frust- the hardest thing about it probably was sleeping. I, I was going to say, that's good. trying to move in your sleep, right? It was hard to sleep. And what was really, what, what's really strange is you develop, in just five days, you develop almost like a whole process, like a routine. So you're, like, for example, I could be sitting yeah. here and have it, because I was, like, working. So I had it attached to me. And, you know, it flows out of you. And then down into the bag through gravity. So the bag's always got to be lower than where you, you know, where your bladder is. But if it's, let's say it's coming up to go over your leg and then go down, sometimes you'll start to see liquid kind of going up. And if you move, you feel it coming back in. Like, it's so bizarre. Oh, my like, God. You're, just, you're like, oh, my God, it's coming back into me. Oh. <laughs> Jen, pinch it. Pinch it. Like, no, don't pinch it because there's a tube in there. I'm like, hold on, it's coming back in. So we got to tip my body. <laughs> like, you got to tip your body. Like, oh, no. <laughs> so it's like, it's like, you know, you're treating your body like it's a bowl, like it's a pitcher. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then constantly, like, making sure everything is flowing into the bag. Okay. So you're dealing with that. People at the hospital are like, yeah, once the bag gets half full or so, then you empty it. They show you how to empty it. So the first day I'm going and it's getting heavier and it's getting heavier. And I'm like, oh, she said, let it get half full. And the bag is, you saw, like, I text you guys the bag. The bag's big. Well, at a certain point I look and I'm like, what the hell am I doing? Like, why am I gra- like carrying around a bag of piss? Just because she said it could be like up to half full. This is disgusting. You know? Uh-huh. I started, and it's, You're by the way, getting heavy. You know? right. so yeah. I, I'm like, well, I was thinking it's going to pull it. It's going to pull it down, right? And like pull it out. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Like, what am I doing? So I started emptying it like every 10 minutes. I mean, I just got to the point where I was like, I- I'm keeping this thing as close to empty as I can because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just no, like, I don't know what was, a, why I'm in my mind, I'm thinking, and I don't know why they're encouraging people to let it gather, but whatever. Um, so that was, that was really weird. Sleeping was very, very difficult. And I didn't, two nights I tried to sleep in my bed and I didn't get good night's sleep. And then the next two nights I slept down here on the couch and I slept much better. Not great, but better. Part of it was because I was like sleeping. I would sleep like four hours and then wake up and I couldn't really get back to sleep. Yeah. Um, Oh, so part of the reason for that would be like in the middle of the night, like if I turn wrong. Okay. (laughs) So part of what's happening during this process is like, there's a fair amount of blood, right? Like, Blood and clotting, right? There's like part of what that's yeah. happening because they clear out this tissue within you. And so it's got to clear out of your body. And that takes a while. Well, you know what happens to blood is blood gets sticky, you know? So blood would be like, would sort of coagulate a little bit around the tube. And then so like you, I move and the tube would just go to moving you a little bit and you're sort of stuck to it. And so you get that like, oh. Something's staring, you know, like it's really unpleasant. So trying oh, to sleep, God. you lay in a certain position for three hours, things stick. Then you turn and you're woken up by this sharp pain, like something's ripping, you know, it's like, oh, my God, what is this? So wasn't able to really get like a nice, good 
seven, eight hours of sleep. It was much more chopped. And then like in the afternoon, I would sort of doze because I would just be tired. Yeah. So that was like a whole experience unto itself. But you can imagine after a few days of this, Monday morning comes around at 9 a.m. I have my appointment to go get the thing out. And I am, I mean, you know, I was up. I was like, I'm fucking ready to go, man. How soon can I be there, you know? <laughs> so I get there, and this is not what I expected it to be. I really thought it was going to be like, awesome. I'm going to go in. I, I don't know what it's going to be like when they remove this thing, but they'll remove it. I'll cope with whatever that's going to be. And then I can go on with my Free day. And hopefully I feel okay, and we'll see, like, what I'm capable of doing. Well, right away, the woman is like, uh, so first of all, nurse comes out, and she's this woman who, she could be, maybe not my mother, but she's, you know, she's in her, let's say, her late 60s, okay? <laughs> so, it's awkward. Like, she's this uh -huh. older woman, like, and she's very sweet kind of a cool grandma but at the same time like just awkward not that it would have been much less awkward if she were a young woman that would have been even more awkward but she starts giving me this whole spiel she's like so our goal today is to get is to have you walk out of here with this out out of you i'm like our goal oh like, what do you mean our goal like i thought yeah. that was a guarantee thing like, like what do you mean our goal she's like well you have to have a full you have to have a full bladder elimination here before you can before we can be sure that you have it out so um we're gonna fill your bladder and then you need to feel like you're at that point where like you need to pull off the side of the road and go and i'm like that's not going to take like much um and and she's like well okay blah 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 so the, the long and short of it is she has to like i have to fill so i'm like oh so you're gonna give me like a bottle of water to drink and she's like oh no we don't fill your bladder that way Remember, I still have this adapter attached to me. Oh, boy. So she pulls out this thing of water and what looks like a great big syringe. And she's like, all right. So this attaches to that, you know, to the adapter. And I'm like, oh, geez. You know, so first thing, she's like, well, now you have to, you know, pull down your pants and you can sit here comfortably. And she sits me in this chair. I pull down my pants. And I'm sitting there. And this woman <laughs> detaches the other bag. And she's attached to so here's this little old woman. She's about two feet, two feet total from me, <laughs> laying back, fully spread, thick and balls, just like right there in her face. And I'm just like, this is so weird. And she's like, there is a towel or something here if you want to go. I'm like, oh, gosh. She's like, thanks, lady. Like, it's just, you know, like, I'm it's already like, most like, people, no, most people use that towel over there. Like, what the hell? <laughs> it's like, it's actually the hell? same towel, too, that everyone uses. <laughs> <laughs> So I got to sit there while she's flooding this thing, which is a, such a bizarre sensation because oh, like you're feeling it. Like I, I, I mean, just, meanwhile, now I've, I've had this thing in me for five days at this point. So she's going in and I'm like, or I got to go. I got to go. She's like, I haven't put in that much. I don't think that's going to be enough. So long, like we're negotiating while she's putting it in. Cause I'm like, I, I gotta go. She's like, how bad do you have to go? So, cause listen, if you can't, if you can't get rid of this, we're going to have to put it back in you and like try again, you know, on Friday. And I'm like, keep going, keep going. And I'm like, I'm virtually lifting myself off the floor. Like, well, this woman. Finally, at a certain point, like, I don't, I can't take it. I'm going to, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I can't take it. So we had this, she's like, okay. She gives me this cup. She's like, as soon as you're done, you know, just as soon as I pull it out, you need to stand up and you need to, you know, pee in this cup. And I'm like, okay, 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 fine. 
So we have like the moment she does the thing with the bubble to, to like re eliminate the bubble at the tip. And we, I have my birthing moment. And Dave, I was thinking about you because, you know, I'm 50, I'm almost 50 years old and I'm a relatively tall guy. Like I'm a relatively big guy. I'm telling you, I sound like a little, like a little kitten. I'm like, oh, <laughs> the most bizarre like thing is she does this. <laughs> and and so fortunately, I stand up. And it's like no problem. She's like, I put in 300 cc's and you evacuated 300 cc's. You did great. Like, oh god, not to mention, like, <laughs> there's like blood and uh -huh. <laughs> dripping, like. It's oh, 299.9 cc's, <laughs> so I'm afraid it's got to go back in for another week. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Let me just tell you. It was so bizarre. What a and job that her. is, too. I know. God bless her. God bless her. She was really patient with me. I mean, you know. So I said to her, so long and short of it is everything worked. Immediately, I feel different. Immediately, I feel different. It's taken me a couple of days ever since now. I have to like acclimate to like the second I feel like I got to go, I can't just run to the bathroom. Like I got to hold it and let that sensation pass. Because what I'm finding is they also, I don't know if I told you guys this. I think I did, but is in addition to the, to the, the major issue I was having was I also had bladder stones. Mm -hmm. mm. And they act, the doctor was actually, these were pretty. He's like, these were significant stones. He's like, these would have been bothering you. So what's, what I realized has been happening for the last several years, and I just like, it's like you have a backpack and somebody just puts a couple of stones in it every day. It's like you don't ever realize that over time you're carrying like a 50-pound backpack. And at a certain point, yeah. somebody takes it away and you're like, oh, my gosh, I had no idea I've been hauling that around. Wow. I realize I've been dealing. So the stones, imagine like. You know, they they are like at the bottom of a drain, right? Imagine they're like at the bottom of the drain. And that drain has all the nerve endings mm -hmm. that run through you and tell you that you have to pee. So they're like rattling around at that drain, which is constantly leaving me with the sensation of like, I still, still kind of feel like I got to go. Like, I, yeah, yep. It's just weird. It feels like there's something that needs to come out. <laughs> and it's like that, because that's exactly what it was. There's no way I was going to pass those stones, well, you know, naturally. So I am just blown away by how much better I feel, I think, from that alone. It's remarkable. It's mm -hmm. remarkable. When I tell you, I really didn't realize how much of an effect that was having on me. I, I can't understate it. And the difference... It's beyond words. Like it really yeah. is beyond words. Yeah. I all I can say is I realize now that I was feeling them all the time, like all the time, and I just wow. I just was like, this is whatever it is I'm coping with. It's all related to that. Yeah. It's just it's been unbelievable. It's been hmm. unbelievable. So the last so week, they took care of that during the surgery or as a byproduct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because they go in with a tube and a scope. And yeah. they basically they just vacuum it right out. Yeah. No yep. That's yep. quick and easy. And then and now you just got analysis on them. Fortunately, everything looks like it's all fine. Like it's nothing to be concerned about. But Dave, it's interesting because I know you've had to get the issues with gout, and it's similar in nature. Like 
stones it, are crystallized. It can be. Yeah, it can yeah. be. Um, yeah. When I had my my kidney stone last year that I had to have surgically removed, it's very similar surgery, I think, to what you had. Um, they tested the stones, and I was expecting it to be uric acid, you know, connected to my gout. It wasn't. It was something different. It was uh, sodium something. I don't know. Sodium, like there was sodium sulfate or something like that. I forget what it was. Uh Um, But but, I mean, a lot of what you were saying in terms of just the procedure itself, the taking the catheter out was very similar to when they took the stent out. And I told you basically, you almost told the exact same story. I feel like of what (laughs) I was saying. Or you you said, yeah, because I remember you telling me you let out like, whoa. (laughs) Yeah. And it was it was some lady who, you know, probably wasn't this old, but, you know, some lady who was older than I was probably, you know, 10, 15 years older than I was. And again, very nice. She probably does this all the time. And you're sitting there at probably your most vulnerable state because you're Mm -hmm. like. This woman judging me, like, like, is, I mean, of course. is it big enough? Right? Is, is it yeah. cold in here right now? Like my, or is my, it like, my life is in your hands right yeah, now. It's always yeah, too and cold. that, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, real quick, when I was going to the surgery, the, the surgery room was so cold. And I actually made a comment. I was like, it's a little cold in here. Can we, like, turn the temperature up a little bit? Like, because I was, I, was, like, I was getting self conscious. I was like, they're going to look at this and just be like, look at this thing. <laughs> um, but, um, so yeah, but like, when they took the stent out of me, it was the same feeling where it just like, I remember I told you that I was like, I felt like pissed all over. Her. Like she pulled it out and I had this rub, Mike, I had this rubber stent in my, in my kidney. So they just basically, essentially she just like, yank, just like, kind of like, just went like that. Yeah. And Oof. you, you feel this rubber like going through you. So like, I thought, I thought I pissed all over. I was like, Aah! I did the exact same thing Dante did. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. And then like, she was like, look, it's out. She was like, well, like, look, here it is. Like that. I was just like, Oh, oh. Meanwhile, I'm I'm sitting there like, <laughs> like I'm like hyperventilating, but it, yeah, it sounds like it was very similar to what you went through, Don. And uh, yeah, really. I it, was having felt... flashbacks as you were telling that story. Honestly, yeah, I, I was thinking about you through a lot of it because I was like, this has got to be just like the same yeah. stuff that Dave went through. You know, it's really I didn't have a very similar. Oh, I, had, I had a string. I had a man pod essentially <laughs> for for a week, but. But when you were talking about, you know, moving around and stuff with, with that in you, I had the exact same thing. I mean, I was like, all right, I'll be fine. Like, uh, it's just like this, you know, string. But then I try to walk bullet or something. I'm sitting there. It's like, okay, each step's a little weird. Like, it's, it feels like yes. you just, like, feel it moving a little bit. And you're like, okay, Correct. Like, maybe oh, I don't need man. to. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this right now. Correct. Because effectively what happens is over time, like, you're choking up on it or not. Like it's, it shifts yeah. like this, you know what I'm saying? Like that's a natural occurrence for different reasons. I mean, one of the things obviously I was worried about going through this process was function. Mm-hmm. And I will, I mean, not to be, not to share too much information, but only to say like, you know, we all have like natural occurrences that happen over the course of the night while you sleep and whatever. And that was another thing that was actually creating an issue for me. Cause I would wake up in the night like, Oh my God, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was contributing to that because again, you get that sticking and then you, it would move one way or the other and it would, but uh, yeah, hundred percent Dave, when I would walk, I like, I couldn't really stand upright and just walk. I had to like edge along <sighs> carefully because I didn't want anything to move. Cause if you got just too comfortable and like, then you get one of those like, Oh, whoa, 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 you know, <laughs> like really sharp pain. So it, it was an experience, oh. but I will tell you, First of all, the fact that there was a virtually no pain, like there was a little bit of swelling and some pain like internally as far as 
discomfort, but I would never really call it pain. I was just maybe a little bit of discomfort. Oh, so no painkillers or anything like that prescribed to I you? Didn't, they prescribed three. Okay. Um, one, which was a true painkiller, and the other two were mostly about like muscle spasms. They're trying to prevent bladder spasms. I didn't take a thing. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nothing after I left the hospital. Not a single painkiller. Nothing. I filled the prescriptions yeah. and didn't use, didn't take a single pill. You know, they all, first of all, one of the side effects of all of them is, is constipation, which absolutely, I just, yeah, which I don't want to be dealing with, particularly yeah. in that state because none like that, it made everything more difficult, you know? Yep. Um, but most importantly, my, my attitude is if I don't need to take the medication, don't take it unless I feel like it's, and I can understand for certain surgeries, you'd absolutely want to take you know, painkiller. I was just lucky in this case. I was I was expecting significant discomfort, but I was I'm amazed at how little I actually had. And they're very generous with the painkiller prescriptions. I mean, they'll give you like three months of oxycodone, like no questions asked, you know, and, and encourage you to take it. You know, <laughs> they I will say it was a little strange to me that there was kind of an encouragement when I went to the when I went to get the catheter removed, the woman was like, you know, this such and such would help with spasms. I mean, yeah. you should, you know, consider taking that. And I was like, well, okay, but when you say spasms, I don't know exactly what you're referring to. And I haven't had any pain. So I'm not sure why I would take it. Why would I take it? Yeah. Yeah. She's like, okay. But just so you know, like that would really help you with the spasms. And I'm like, I'm not sure where we're not hearing one another. I, I don't even know what you mean by spasms. Like I'm not experiencing anything, any discomfort. So I mean, it sounds like that's just like a, a standard in. company line from the like, they're just like yeah I, I don't know if they get yeah. a kick if if you if you use that stuff but you know it just I don't sounds think like that. that's what they I just, do they're just they're just I so just think they're encouraged. that's yes. what it is yeah I yeah I don't think there's any kind of kickback yeah it was the same thing after my hernia surgery they had prescribed me I think it was oxycodone and mm. I didn't take any of it mm. it was nausea constipation like all those side effects you don't want to have yeah. after hernia mm. surgery. Yeah. And um, I wound up taking Motrin, which was okay. I mean, I was still in pain. But every time I either talked to the surgeon or went for a follow up, he was just like, you're not taking that. You know, you're crazy. You really need to start taking that. And I'm like, no, I don't I don't want to take it. I'm fine. You know, I felt like he was trying to convince me to take oxycodone. (laughs) (laughs) It would mean a lot to me. Yeah, (laughs) really. I have some in my pocket now, actually. If you... I'll give you some for free, and then if you want more, you just come back and pay for it. There's a crack house in Atlantic City. <laughs> on... That's where I get it from, usually. Get across from this Airbnb. <laughs> across from Airbnb, exactly. Oh, man, no. Anyway, it's been a hell of a week, so i got to tell you, I just feel amazing. Um, it's great. And man. every day is just good. a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Now I have to just kind of retrain myself to to go and frankly to hold it a little bit and like be comfortable, not get. I I, I got to figure out like when I when my body's telling me I got to go, like I really got to go. Mm. You know, it's 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 just something that's going to take me a little bit of time to to retrain myself because I was in such a weird like everything was so thrown off by the mixed signals from the stones yeah. and everything else happening, you know. Um. And then, quite frankly, my entire, um, like, all the muscles have become so relaxed over the years because I had to be so relaxed in order to go that I've got to build those muscles back up. It's just mm. like, I don't want to say they've atrophied, but they just, they have gotten weak just because 
when I tell you I had to be in a state of such relaxation to, to go, um, I can't understate it. And so now I'm just trying to, I've got a lot of kids to get used to again. It's like, yeah. right, I'm like yeah. going back to how I was and it's fantastic, but it's just going to take a few weeks, you know? Can you get back to, um, exercise and that kind of thing? Or do you still have to wait a bit longer? No. So they tell me no lifting of anything more than 15 pounds for four to six weeks, four to four to six weeks. Okay. And I'm like, really? But here's what I always think about when they, right? Well, but here's what I always remember when they give you guidance. They give guidance based on the lowest common denominator. Yeah. Yes, they, they give do. guidance based on who they normally see. And the fact is most of the guys having this type of surgery, they're in their 70s or they're in their 80s. Yeah. And they're probably not in great health for any number of other reasons. And so they have to give all these restrictions sure. because they have to assume that, you know, I mean, when I go in and they say, what's your, you know, can we have a list of medications you're on? And I say, I'm not on any. They're just like, does not compute. What do you mean? Mm-hmm. You must be on something, mm-hmm. you know? Um, which I get, it's like, I get it. That's well, like what a lot of people are, the state most people are in, which is fine. Yeah. But for me, I got the thing out Monday. I was, I was exercising Tuesday and I've been wow. exercising ever since. And I feel great. Like I feel great. Good That's for you, thing, man. man. I feel fantastic. You know? That's awesome. Good for so, you. Um, I'm, I'm just, I, I really like, there's no words. I just did not expect that it was going to be this much of a difference. It's just been amazing. It's been amazing. So I'll tell you, man, I like leading up to, I've had surgery, but the surgeries I've had, I was young. I had like tonsillectomy. I think I was mm. six or seven. Um, I had surgery. I think my leg, I might've been like 10 or something. I had my wisdom teeth extracted when I was a mm-hmm. teenager, but, I mean, recent memory is really just the hernia surgery that I had two years ago. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those like fight or flight things too, leading up to surgery where like the days leading up, I was psyching myself out. I was just dreading it. You know, it wasn't a particular fear of anything, but just really Mm -hmm. dreading the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And they had me, you know, washing with the special wash that you had to do the day before the surgery and everything like that. So it just, it was like, it was just all bad vibes. Mm. And the night before, you know, I was kind of freaking out. I was just, it was getting into my head and it's like, I know this is standard surgery, but you know, yeah. what if they screw up, whatever it is. And then I remember being there and at the point where they had me change and, you know, get into the wheelchair, like all of a sudden my mind just flipped. It was mm. like, let's do this. Right. And I don't know if it was just like a way to, you know, psych myself into doing but all of a sudden it was like fight or flight right there and it all kind of came back like i don't want to go home and feel the same way i felt before i just want to get this shit over with no matter what it is and Mm -hmm. from that point forward like all the prep and everything i was just like tell me where i gotta go tell me what i gotta do you know i'm I'm here yeah yeah that's great it's i found going in like for the most part i was pretty positive about it i was really trying to Anytime I would get a little concerned or some worry slip into my mind, I kept reminding myself how lucky I am um, that I was in a position that I could go and have something done to fix this. And I could continue and have like a regular life. Yes. Um, You know, we recently lost somebody who was very close to us and she dealt with a really, really vicious cancer. Um, 
and ultimately had no options and it ultimately took her life. Um, and I just remember that, you know, I just think about who are all the people out there who are dealing with diagnoses that are, they don't have any options. Yep. And I just kept putting that in my mind. Don't, don't get me wrong. Like when I got there, I definitely had like a moment or two before I got started where I was like, okay, I'm getting yeah. nervous here. Like yeah, this yeah, is, yeah. it's real. Yep. But then, like you said, and also a lot of what I've been reading and listening to recently is all about that mindset and going into it with that mindset of like, let's do this. Like, this is going to, this is going to turn out great. This is, I'm going to be so happy that I did this in a week. Yeah. yeah. You know, like I'm going to, okay, I'm going to have to walk through a gauntlet or whatever it's going to be, but I can get through it. Right. And yeah. once I'm through it, it's going to be a million times better. And you literally change everything, your mindset, your physiology, like who you are, it's all different going into the situation that way. So it's totally agree. You know, you know I totally agree. Likely going to have to get some kind of, um, um, deviated septum surgery later this year because it's causing a real problem with my sleep. You know, so my sleep apnea is having serious, like my blood pressure is showing up a little bit high recently. And I'm, we're pretty sure it's because of my sleep apnea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And even with the mat, like I have the BiPAP machine, but even with it, I still am having apneas. And it's largely because I can't breathe well enough through my nose, mm. you know? So like the machine is not strong enough to blast through whatever closes in the back of my throat. And that's all related to me breathing through my mouth as opposed to breathing through my nose. Mm -hmm. If I could breathe through my nose, I probably wouldn't even need a full mask thing for my BiPAP, in which case... I'd actually get the benefits of it and I would stop yeah. apneaing. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I'm going to, I got to work toward that toward the end of the year. And I know that's actually going to be a harder surgery than this one. Um, they'd they'd have to go here. through your nose. Yeah. yeah. So you're going to have like face pain and stuff. <laughs> it's going to. Correct. There's all sorts of packing. Like Emily just, my sister-in-law just had it done and Jen had it done years ago too. It's like they correct the deviated septum. And then there's something there called the, um, <sighs> I, I can't remember what they're called, it, but it, 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 it's tissue that's up in there that just helps. It's just extra. It's not extra tissue, but it's tissue that builds in the air. It doesn't build in the area, but it contributes to the congestion. Basically. Yeah. I could remember the name of it, um, but they clear that out too. Clear and it out. It's not fun. It's like you, you have, you, you have packing going, it feels like all the way up to your brain, you know, for like five days or something and all kinds of drainage. Not fun. No, but, but I, Again, it's just like, I got to get through it because high blood pressure, no freaking way, man. I'm too young. I'm in too good a shape in every other aspect of my life to be dealing with something like high blood pressure, mm. you know, for sure. So anyway, these things all contribute and it's all about the mindset. So I'm it's glad good to have you on the other side, man. It's like, I, again, guys, I can't, I can't even tell you in words, like how much of a difference it's been. I feel fantastic. Fantastic.